when you talk about the communication and mm. you talk about feeling safe, um, those sort of go hand in hand. What's going on is the resentment and pain levels are so high. Right. They can't, there's no way to have conversation because they don't even know what they're just respinning old stories. You did this, you know, you did that. So you can't work at that level. You have got to, that level doesn't work. You never get anywhere with that. And then in terms of creating safety. So the first way to create safety is you have to change behavior. Hmm. So you have to do that first. You are no longer allowed to yell. Neither of you. It's a rule. Instead of yelling, you're going to go to your journal and you're going to write for 10 minutes or whatever. And then you're going to slowly learn how to speak differently. Now, Steve might need anger management. I don't know. I mean, maybe um, Sarah does too. I don't know. But they're going to need help with their brain so that they don't go into overdrive and then they can't, then they have no control over what's, yeah. it's just gone. It's history. See you later. Uh, have your episode when you calm down, we'll talk again, kind of a thing. So, but that I can hear you have a couple with a huge piles and piles of resentment and hurt. And mm. that's not quick and easy. They have to know that there's help out there. They have to decide they want it. They have to know that they have to both change. It's not just the other person's fault. So do you ever envy those so-called hashtag couples goals? Well, you know, when you first fall in love with someone, you get butterflies every time you see them. You lust them. You're infatuated with them. You want to be with them all the time, like best friends. Do you want that to last forever? Together, let's discover what it takes to say a massive yes to all the above. Through our topical discussions, our world-renowned guests that will help guide the way to a happier, sexier, and fun-loving relationship. We're not doctors or therapists. We are just two normal individuals who have had many ups and downs in our 23-year relationship. And counting. We've amassed our own wisdom over the years, but we're still learning, just like you. Nina and I believe you can have it all and still live your best lives as long as you're willingly and consistently discover each other in new ways. And that right there is what the show is all about. We're Nina and Roger. And this, this is The, the Real show. show. Yeah, baby. Woo! Welcome back. <laughs> spring is almost here. You know how I know spring's almost here? Because we had to change the time forward. <laughs> we did a countdown yeah. last night. Yeah, we actually did like a countdown like New Year's. And I was kind of pissed because the time didn't change. I mean, <laughs> it changed at like three in the morning or something like that. We started at 11. We're like, okay, it's 11 o'clock. Let's see if it's going to change to midnight. Nope. nope. Midnight comes around. Didn't change to one. Didn't change to one. One comes around. I'm like, the hell with this. I'm going to bed. Yeah. <laughs> I went to sleep. What happened after that? Well, I was putting the kids to bed. They were all, they were in the hot tub, hanging out, chilling and stuff like that. So I was cleaning up. And then at, I saw, I was, I just told the kids, I'm like, kids, it's like one fifty nine. You got to go to bed. It's 2 o'clock in the morning. And all of a sudden, bang, it hit 3. And all of them noticed, like, what the hell? It's 3 o'clock. <laughs> so it changed to 3 o'clock at 2, uh, yeah, two in the two, morning? Yeah. It went from that doesn't make sense. I don't get it. Doesn't, doesn't it. Isn't it supposed to change at midnight when the new day starts? I don't know. I don't know who came up with the rule, but first off, you got to get rid of it. Keep it, <laughs> keep it at this time. Right now, you got to keep it at this time. Yes, please. Get rid of it. You know what? But I did read an article recently yeah. about... The East Coast changing their time, just keeping the time zone, mm-hmm. uh, the summer time zone, which I think is brilliant. Yeah. Please keep it this time. We don't want the winter. We don't want the short days. You get that kind of weird jet lag and you don't even get to go anywhere. 
I know, right? <laughs> I've been feeling exhausted all day today, to yeah. be honest. But it's funny because we had a couple of uh, Zoom calls with people from like, there was one couple from Europe. There's one from Germany, yeah, yeah. Argentina. So anyways, we, we were had times booked with them, but we were confirming an hour before because our time changed an hour. They they didn't have any time changes. Yeah, Some of them did, yet, some of them yeah. did, but, but they forgot about it. Some of them didn't. So same here, we forgot about it, but yeah. it worked. <laughs> worked out, worked out. Yeah. So, but yes, everybody. Well, welcome back to our show again. Yeah, yeah. How was your week, baby girl? My week has been excellent, actually. Compared to yours, it's been very good. Yeah. You want to tell us about your week? Roger had a had an incident this yeah. week. Um, it was pretty big, actually. It was pretty distraught to him, to us, to our family. Well, you know what? I'll let him tell a story. You want to tell a story from the beginning? So I'll I'll, I'll just talk about this story, but then we'll get back to the podcast like normal. I mean, it's it's a it's a negative thing and it hurts and it bugs. It, it boggled my mind for a little bit. Um, we went downtown. I had uh, some showings um, with a client to look at some condos. And we're in a big building. Like, I mean, 40, 50 stories. I don't know what's in it. We're near the top. Yeah. And there's a building maybe 30 feet in front of us. And we're looking at the view and stuff. And I see people on their balcony. And there was a woman there that was on her balcony. I just kind of looked over. That was it. And didn't think anything of it. Then when we were finished our showing, we went downstairs and there was some commotion. And it turned out there was a woman that decided that she didn't want to live anymore. Mm. And she she uh, jumped off the balcony. I don't know if it's the woman that I looked at on the other side. But I, I mean, I tried to keep a straight face with my client. We had a couple more showings. We went looked at them. And after she left, I got in my car and I just kept on thinking to myself, I'm like, I knew that this girl was gone before her loved ones, before the people that love her. And it was disturbing. It was really disturbing. So when you called me on the phone, you said, baby, I'm like really disturbed. How long was that right after like when you saw that? Legit. I got in my car, drove away from my client and called you right away. So if you're listening to us, like this is, this is really real. Like his emotions were extremely real. He was so distraught. He couldn't even speak, he's got like, he was tearing up in his throat. He couldn't talk to me. I mean, this is a 47 year old man. You know, it's not a joke. You you were upset. You were it's, upset and, about and it's it. Tough because like, you don't even know the person. I didn't even know her from Adam, nothing. But I thought to myself, I don't know if it's, a, if it's a girl I looked at on the balcony, but I thought, you know, if I would have looked, stayed looking at her for a few more minutes and saw that she was going through this shit, could I have stopped her from, the, from a building right. 30 feet away? I don't know. But it, you know what? If you're going through this kind of stuff, all I could say is reach out to somebody. Reach out to somebody. Find somebody. Just before you make that decision to end it for good, think about it. Like just listen to, I don't know, how many podcasts or videos of people talking about they were on the brink of suicide and now how fucking great their lives are after they've decided to flip the switch, change the channel, do something. There's always a way. There's yeah. always a way. And yes, mental health is real. It's extremely real. We know firsthand because we've got a couple of our friends who took their life, but it's it's real life. Yeah. It's real shit that we can't imagine it because we've never been there. Yeah. But thinking about it and actually doing it are two different yeah. things. And we've got friends that, like I said, that, 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 that have done this before, to themselves that we would have never guessed. Never, ever guess. It affects everybody. Look yeah. at, this is a stranger and it affected you, it affected me, it affected the whole, our whole family. Imagine their families, what they're going through. So 
Before any of this, please seek help. Seek help because there's always alternative We're going to try and have somebody on our show to talk about mental health and this kind of stuff. Because I know it's, uh, you know, with this whole COVID thing, especially here in Ontario, everything's locked down and people are spending way too much time in their head right. by themselves. I and think in that's their head. what... Yeah, I think we, we, we should try and find somebody to to help us get to the bottom of that. It's true, yeah. it's true. But anyways, I don't want to get linger too, too much on it. Uh, don't want to bring it too much of a downer. So back to our regular schedule program. <laughs> Who do we have on the show? We have well, an amazing the, guest. Yes, we do. Yeah. And we the, the reason Jennifer why- Lear. Yeah, Jennifer Lear. And the reason why we, we asked for her, I didn't want to cut you off there, but the reason why we asked for her, we had a few of our good friends and listeners reach out to us and ask us some questions. Well, there were serious questions yeah. that we couldn't answer. Things that they were going through. And it, it, I mean, we- answered them we tried to answer them but we're we're saying what we would do or you know how we would take that on and everybody's different like we're not in their situation and i realized that more after talking to uh, our, our guest jennifer lear she kind of made us role play into these persons what these people were going through right so and it was tough i couldn't yeah. answer so what happened was what what you're gonna hear from this episode, which is a really really special episode. I want you to listen all the way through it because what Jennifer did. Jennifer is an MFT, okay? Like a motherfucking therapist. <laughs> so that, that stands for. Oh my goodness! You always put a twist to it. Yes, Jennifer, MFT means marriage and family therapist. Uh, so she really knows her craft. So what she did with us, she said, "Well, let's role play. Let's you be those, that couple, and I'll ask you a few questions." And now Raj and I were, were not prepared for this because yes, we listened to what this couple had to say. We had a couple of suggestions to them for them, but we did not expect what Jennifer was going to ask of us because we're not in their shoe. Yeah. We're not in their situation. This is what we say. We know what we're talking about when it comes to our relationship, but we don't know what it is in anyone else's relationship. Yeah. So you got to do you yeah. for you, right? Just like I said earlier, it's hard to get in somebody else's head. And Exactly, you know, she, exactly. She, she had a conversation. She was trying to, trying to get to the bottom of our friends or clients or not clients, but listeners' um, questions. And... Yeah, we, we struggled. Nina and I struggled. We didn't know what to say. We had a hard time. So we decided to flip the switch a little bit and and talk a, a little bit more of about a situation we were going through so that she can help us with that. Because it's a therapist is, is somebody somebody that can get into your head without... Without getting into your head, yeah, really. Yeah, but they're, 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 they, don't, they don't have... Um, kind of like us. We sell real estate. The, re the reason why it helps to hire somebody to, to, to sell your real estate for, me, for you is they're, they're detached from the outcome. They're not, we're not emotionally attached to the home or the money or exactly. any of that. That is your part. So we have to be a, detached a little bit so we can, we can learn how to handle it. And it's the same thing with her. She, she knows how to detach herself from it and say, okay, what do you think about it? What do you think about it? What do you think about it? And get and get yourself they, to go in your own head. That's how they help you as yeah. a therapist. And that's what she did with us. It was incredible. And yeah. I want you to listen to the whole episode to see what we're talking about. There will be pieces in that episode that, that you'll think I was getting like uh, uncomfortable. Roger was getting uncomffortable with her questions because this is not our I didn't know how to answer. We yeah. didn't know how to answer it. So we're hoping that this gives you value and make you understand what your relationship is all about. And in every episode that we do, we hope to bring value to you in everything we do, we yeah. say. And that's why we say, if you don't know the answer, we'll find it. Yeah. And that's what we did in this one here. And that's why sometimes it's it's worthwhile to seek help. 
you know? Go Absolutely. See, go see a MFT, a motherfucking therapist, to get into your head. Because you know what? It's true, though. And most of, your, most of your insurance will cover it and that kind of stuff. So just go there. I mean, it's an outsider looking in. It's not, you can't go to your mom and ask these questions. You can't go to your best friend and ask the these questions. The more help you get, the yeah. better it is for you, for your relationship, for your marriage, for your family, for your kids, if you have any. I mean, gosh, it's help in every way. Yeah. So Jennifer is a um, founder of Reconcile, which is a do-it-yourself online relationship mastery course for couples. <laughs> and now she has her own app, which is even easier. You don't even have to consult with her. You can just go on the just app, go right to the app and do it yourself. It's and Weak and Sile, Weak and Sile. That's right. So you can get all the answers that you need from the Weak and Sile app that she has. So without further ado, please welcome Jennifer Lear to the show. Welcome. Well, welcome back to the show, Jennifer. We are so, so happy to have you here. Thank you. I'm happy to be here. So um, since last we spoke, we've had lots and lots of people reach out to us. As you know, we're not therapists, uh, but we would like to help people out, out as much as we can. And one of the questions that keeps re recurring, Jennifer, is conflict in, in a couple's relationship. Now, we try to advise them as much as we can, but like I said, we are not therapists. You are. And we thought we'd have you back here just to help us out and help our audience a little bit more with, with this subject and how to resolve some of these um, conflict issues that, that couples have in their relationships. Okay. Uh, yeah. We can definitely do, talk about that. That's a good, really good subject. Lots <laughs> of people struggle. You know, I woke up this morning and I had, I had this image. It's weird that you get these images sometimes. And it was a couple with a big rock on top of them. You know, their arms and legs are askew and they can't get the rock off of them without someone on the outside leveraging the rock off of them. Because when something like that falls on a couple and they're crushed by it, they don't have the strength to get it off themselves. They need help. And That's, it's just funny that image came into my mind uh, this morning when I was waking up. Well, it's the thing. I mean, we, you know, more than not, we were getting, we're getting messages of uh, whether it's the wife or the husband or somebody get, sending us a message saying that, um, they don't feel respected in their in their relationship, or um, they feel trapped. Yeah, or, you know, not wanting to spend time with each other, or you know, anything like just just. Right. You know, and we go we we try and go through some of the stuff we've learned from guests like yourselves, but at the same time, you know, once we get past the one thing that we learned, then what? Right. <laughs> you know, what's right. what's next? How, how right. do they? Yeah. How do they? instead of just resolving that argument, how do they resolve the whole situation? Right. They need the tools, uh, definitely your tools and your system and how to, you know, go from one step to the other. Right. Well, one way that's really good to help illuminate things is to take an example. So like if, I don't know if you guys are willing to do this, but if you want to take a conflict of your own, you know, it could be a little one, could have been a past one, you resolved. And we could start dissecting how to work with that conflict which could help uh, listeners understand. I don't know if you want to do that or not. Just a thought. Yeah, no. I mean, one of the examples I'm going to give you is actually one of our, our listener had reached out to me okay. uh, via text and say, look, I feel like I'm suffocating. I feel like I'm doing everything for the family and not getting the same love and affection in return. Um, I feel like I'm a stranger stranger to, to my spouse. Um, we live together, but we don't. We're not together. I want to rescue my marriage. I want to keep it together, but I don't know how I'm lost. 
that person right. said, I'm lost. So right. and that's help me out there. Less, yeah. So that's less conflict and more um, detach, you know, one partner is detached from the other or avoiding, or avoiding connection. Um, so there, that's a lack of connection, which is different than conflict, which we can also talk about. Okay. So in a, in a case like that, first of all, uh, you know, it's really hard to know without being able to talk to both partners. Right. Does the partner who feel the partner, you know, the partner that talked to you guys, the other partner who's, you know, removed, does that person want to be closer? That's the first question. Well, I mean, we, uh, we've, we've kind of talked to both of them and, and, and the, the other partner, it's, it's kind of funny because they tend to be saying the same thing that they don't feel um, that the other partner respects them or is emotionally available yeah. for them. Like they feel neglected, neglected. That's what I was trying to find. They, they both feel neglected in a way. And, okay. you know, so the, like I actually, what you said detached is probably the best uh, topic for this whole, this whole podcast, because that, that is what most people feel when they go through these kind of issues. They feel like they're detached from their spouse. Right. right. Yeah. And yes. so, so sometimes you have a couple that chases the other person. One's withdrawing and one's pursuing. That's really common. Sometimes you have couples that sort of go at each other. And sometimes you have couples where they both pull away from each other. And so right now we're talking about the couples that have pulled away from each other, but they want to be closer. Right. Um, so I would ask, first of all, um, do you feel emotionally safe with what's your partner doing and what are you doing that causes your partner to not feel emotionally safe with you? So you want to find out, you know, there, there must be something behaviorally going on that's causing each person to go, oh, that doesn't feel good. Or, oh, I don't, you know, and pull away instead of push forward. Um, so teaching, you, you've got to get them to look at their behavior. What is actually happening? Like, is someone making comments or uh, doing something that's making the other one feel, feel alienated? Or do both partners have big trust issues and they just don't trust? I mean, there's so, you know, you have to find out what is going on underground hmm. and start finding the story. So what would the story be? Um, I, you know, she's never, she's never um, friendly. She doesn't reach out. She doesn't hug me. I feel like she's always mad at me. She's always critical, right. that kind of thing. So well, that could be a story. And her story could be, well, you're always busy and you say you want to be close, but you don't act like you want to be close or you're always pursuing sex. And I want closeness, not sex. And, hmm. you know, I don't want to have sex unless we feel close. And so there's these stories you have to, got to start opening up. What's the story? What's going on? What is the wound under the story? There's always an underlying story that goes yes. back usually to history. So yeah. nobody ever paid attention to me when I was a kid or I had to take care of all the other kids. And I always felt like what I wanted wasn't important. And now it feels like what, what you don't, what I want isn't important with you either. So you got to open up the underlying story and then you have to get them to start being vulnerable when it's safe, which is, I really need to know that you do care about what I feel about and that you're willing to sit next to me and hold my hand and um, not pressure me for sex or whatever until we feel connected again. Or, you know, there has to be a way to start opening up what's underneath and then changing the behaviors and getting them be, to be more vulnerable. Hmm. I think what's happening here is, is there's a deep um, wound in there 
for like a, a long time kind of wounds and then they're all surfacing now, but they're surfacing in a negative way, in a way that, you know, you did this, this, this to me, now I'm pulling away. And the other person is like, not recognizing all these things. I will have done, I've been doing all the good things for you and the family. And how could you put that on me kind of thing? You know, like the wounds are deep. How do we help right. them? How do we help them? Um, if one partner is willing to work on it and the other one isn't, how do we help them get, get through it? Because we see potential. We see a huge potential there. They could work on right. it. Right. So why does one partner not want to work on it? Do you know? I don't know. Could but be ego, your... could be, you know, culture, could be, you know, the way the person is brought up. I think they just get, they just can't get past the communication part. So you, you had brought up quite a few of their complaints. Um, you, you don't put me first. You're, you, you know, um, you'd rather spend time with your friends or you'd rather spend time with your family or, you, you know, that they're, they're both com complaining the same exact thing, that they're not spending enough time, they're not respecting them. Um, and every once in a while, the the, you know, they're threatening the relationship, you know, right. We Which should be together really, or we should leave, yeah, you know, you I should leave you that kind of stuff. So, you know, the, the, you had brought it up before emotional security or, or is, is, is a huge factor there. And, yeah, you know, the, safety. The, the safety, sorry, emotional safety and, and the, the communication, they're just too, I don't know if they're just too hot headed in terms of, okay. You know, so they, let me, uh, let it goes me, to yelling uh, in no so, time. Yeah. Is this a heterosexual couple? Yes. Yes. Okay. Will you be the man and you be the woman? Yes. Let's go. <laughs> role play for a second. Let's you, go. you have a pretty good sense of this couple. So let's just yeah. role play for a minute. Okay. So I, I, my first question, and who's the one who said you don't respect me? Uh, I did. Okay. So I'm going to ask you, what is respect for you? Well, I... I'm a mother. I do take care of my children. I work. I take care of you. I do everything for you, but I do. I feel neglected. I don't feel respected. You know. Um, so are, what? What do you want? What in physical, concrete terms? What would you like to see happen? I want my husband to be here with me, with my children, be a father, be a husband in every you know sense of the word. I want more time as a family. And where is he when this time isn't happening? I guess with the friends and out and, you know. Working. Are you talking working. to me? Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm working. Yeah. So I'm, I'll talk I'm, to you. I'll ask you. I'll ask you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Where are you when she's wanting all this time? Working or, you know, uh, going to the gym, hanging out with my friends. You know, when, when I get home, it's just constantly nag, nag, nag. So I don't, I kind of just want to avoid that. But I also work. I also do all the things that, you know what I mean? Like. Right, That's yeah, where the respect yeah. comes in, you know? Right. Like you don't respect okay, me so, enough to listen to me. Okay, so you, can I, what name should I give you? Uh, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> Did you say Steve? Yeah, why not? <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm ready. All right. And Nina. All right, Steve. Um, <laughs> um, so, Steve, tell me about, you know, your... It sounds like um, you get more fulfilled right now outside of the house than in the house. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, I'm busy. I work late, and you know, like I said, I don't want to. I don't want to come home to being yelled at all day. So, so you're probably, trying I'm to avoiding. you're you're trying to avoid her her unhappy her dissatisfaction with you. Hmm. 
Is that would that be accurate? Yeah, I mean, uh, it's it's stressful to have a full day of work and you know uh, yelling at other people and then coming home getting yelled at from from my spouse. <laughs> from so her, her yeah. So her unhappiness with you is really difficult for you. Yeah. Is that right? Yeah. And it causes you to pull away. Yeah. I mean, who wants to who wants to be yelled at all day? So. I'd rather have fun right. than nobody be wants to be nobody wants to be yelled at, but you're pulling away because it's unpleasant for you. Mm. And tell me about your history about not being good enough, about being yelled at, about you know being nagged. Well, I don't know. I, I mean, I come from a big family. Uh, you know, I didn't have the greatest upbringing, but you know, it's just I don't. I, I don't think I deserve coming into. To that kind of environment. Okay. So you've sort of said, as long as you're nagging at me, I can't be here. Essentially. Okay. Because I'm going to say something I don't want to say and, and right. start. You've created, yeah, you've created a bit of a wall. Okay. Now, uh, Nina. <laughs> I'm Sarah. You're, um, Sarah. I didn't know what to call you. Sarah. Sarah's deep. Sarah. I'm going to try to remember, Steve. I try to, get, I try to get myself into that role. I'm like, okay, I got to give my name. I give myself a name. My nickname is always Sarah. So let's go with Sarah. Okay. <laughs> so Sarah. So Sarah, you, um, you work really hard and you're upset because this person that you love is sort of avoiding you and you're, you're trying to get him to come closer. And, and in trying to get him to come closer, you're, you're, you're sort of yelling. You're, there's a harsh part of you that comes out because you want him to come closer. Right. And, and you're not really able to say, Hey, uh, I just miss you. I miss you. Can you come closer? I do, but I don't think he hears me that way. I think, um, I think, I think he resents me. I feel like he resents me. Well, he might resent you right now, but we're going to try to get past that. So when you say, um, I, I, I tell him, you know, I really miss you. I really want you to be closer. What, 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 what do you mean he doesn't hear you? Maybe we should ask him again. Should we ask Steve? Steve, what, <laughs> Steve, well, let's have, let's have Sarah say to you, I, I miss you. I want you to come closer. I miss you. I want you to come closer. Well, I'm here. I'm all like, I'm always here. I come in at every day. I spend oh, time stop, with you. Stop, stop, oh. stop. You're oh, a lot of talking there. <laughs> Just take a breath. Take a deep breath there, Steve. <laughs> Did well, you hear what she just said? To you? Okay, I want you to take in what she just said to you. You okay. sort of just threw it right off. Yeah. But that, that, she, misses again. that she misses me. Yeah. Say, yeah. yeah. What's that I feel mean, like? I understand. I mean, uh, I, I miss you too. I don't want you to stop, stop. I don't want you to understand. I want you to feel it. Feel it. Okay. Yeah. Nina, say, uh, sorry, Sarah, say it again. I miss you. I want you to come closer. I want to be with you. I am with you. I am with you. Well, yeah, get closer. <laughs> I am with you. <laughs> no, but it, it, I, what's it feel I like you. when she says that? Sorry. What's it feel like when she says that to you? Well, I mean, for me, it, it like it hurts inside. I don't want to make you sad. I don't want to make you upset. Um, you know. Uh -huh. But at the same time, you got to understand that I have a lot of other responsibilities, a lot of other oh, things stop, to do. Stop. Stop. I don't want you to explain. Just say that sentence again. 
it makes me feel sad when I hear that you want me to come closer and I might not be close enough for you or whatever it was. Rephrase yeah. that. It, it makes me sad that you, that I know that you're, you're missing me and that, that you're hurting and I don't want to hurt you ever. Okay. And Sarah, when you heard that, what was that like? Felt good. Felt really good. I mean, Tell this is, it feels amazing. <laughs> <laughs> this is, but, but it's so hard for me because we don't have this issue <laughs> at all. I know. Like, look at I him, know. Feel, you don't I'm have feeling this so issue. sorry for him. Yeah. <laughs> well, see, basically, um, we just did a shortcut. What would have been, you know, at least right. five sessions of therapy probably to get there. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, we did in 10 minutes because there would have been a lot of stuff to, to right. unpack and pull away, but you basically want to get into what is the behavioral pattern that the two are doing. So she's complaining, rightfully so you're withdrawing rightfully so, but it doesn't work in the relationship because yeah. neither of you are getting vulnerable, which is I want to be close. Oh, I, I hear that. And I want to be close too. And I don't want to hurt you. And so that's the piece that you have to eventually get the couple from down to the weight, we love each other and we have to figure out a way not to keep doing these bad behaviors to each other. Yeah. You know, what do you do when you feel like you've been ignored and you're t raising the kids by yourself and you work too and the husband isn't there? You get mad and you yell, but then the husband, he, he, he goes away. So that right. has to be re, all that has to be like looked at and reformatted. Uh, like the husband has to say, Steve has to say, I can see that my withdrawing is a problem in our relationship. And um, what's your name? Sarah has to say, uh, Sarah has to say, I can see how I'm pushing you away, but what I really want to do is bring you in closer. Right. The, now we're dealing with a withdrawer and a pursuer and Steve is the withdrawer and you're the pursuer, Sarah. So basically you would want to get the withdrawer into his feelings before you get the pursuer to calm down uh, mm. because the, the pursuer is not going to calm down until the withdrawer show is starting to open up with his feelings a little bit. Right. That's usually a piece of work. That's is, not just going right? to, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it is. I mean, even with you, with you and you're a, you know, a very functional couple, you start it going into your head and explaining, yeah. 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 yeah, you know, so, so it's really, so that's just a, a little mini sample of, you know, what would happen over a period of time. Uh, that was like, you know, what, when you do the flashcards and it happens really quick. Yeah, yeah. So just to give you an idea and some food for what you're trying to get to happen. But again, you've got all this, you know, you got the couple under the rock. And that means they need tools. They need new ways of thing, saying things. And we also, who's the one who doesn't want to get the help? In this couple, Steve. 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 Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yeah. And so, Steve, you don't want to get help. Well, I don't think we need it. Uh, are or it's you, not going to enjoying... work for me. That's what that's what I would think. But yeah, it's yeah. not going. Wait, it's not going to work for you. Could you tell yeah. me more about that? <laughs> tell, tell me more about it. It's I, not going to work for you. I'm just uh, like in in terms of, I, I'm a little hot headed. You know, I'm a little bit in in my own head and and. And it doesn't take me long to kind of um, lose temper, pa patience, lose temper, that kind of stuff. So, you know, there's a lot of uh, yelling on both sides involved. Yeah. Yeah. So you, um, so you're a little hot headed and you think that that's okay. Do you like no, that just, about yourself? Yeah. 
you know, I just, uh, it's just the way I am, I guess. I'm just a loose cannon that way. I don't know how to stop it. It just happens, right? Yeah. And it happens on both of us because I'll yell, she'll yell, we'll, we'll, we'll both end up yelling and then the conversation ends up cut, cut short and and one of us leaves. Which is nothing simple. gets resolved. Wow. Yeah, nothing gets resolved. That sounds, that's a fantastic relationship you two have. <laughs> so tell me why you don't want help again. <laughs> I don't know why. Don't know. Maybe, well, you, you do. There's a part of you that sort of has an idea about maybe help is too vulnerable or yeah, that's you, know, thing, you shouldn't right? need help or, yeah. you know. I think that's what we think anyway. We think it's that. Yeah. But yeah. it's, you know, like I said, too hot-headed for, for the help, like too stubborn. Really? But you're having a conversation right now. You don't seem too stubborn for help. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if you'd be having that same conversation with you. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> so you're going to have to get into the person who doesn't want help. Yeah. Like, what does that mean? What are they happy to, you happy. know, give them. They're not, they're not yeah, happy. Clearly they're not happy. They're not happy. And they, they both have this, like I said, the same complaint. Like she, she's been saying that I neglect her and I don't spend time. And he says that he, she neglects him. And doesn't spend time. Um, and they're both, you're both, they're both right because yeah. they're right. both in a pattern that keeps them spinning where they aren't, they aren't able to meet each other's needs or yeah. take care of each other. So Steve, you do need help. Help is not bad. You, you, you have to work with the person who's got the resistance and get them, see if you can get them to um, sort of explore what, what help means to them. Yeah. Um, because you want them to be able to go, hey, it's not so bad talking to another person. It's not so bad talking to someone because we're stuck under a rock and I don't want right. to, you want to live the rest of your life this way. Is this right. what you want? So what if someone has a magic key and they can help? Yeah. You know, I agree. I believe they should get help. I think everybody that has these kind of issues that should get help because we, we can't help them. We, we haven't been there. So I want to be able to say that to them, say you'd have to get this help done because you know, even if you do end up separating it somehow, you owe it to yourselves to give it a try. You know what I mean? Yourself, your kids, your you, the you rest worked, of your family. You worked on your on your marriage before you got married. You, you took time to decide if this is the right person for you. I think you owe it to yourself, to your children, to your family to take time and get the help necessary and see yeah. where it takes you. I mean, this is your um your niche, I don't know how long does it take a couple to get through therapy to get better or to get worse, to be honest. I don't know. Right. Or how to convince well, the, the stubborn one not to get to right. get to get the uh, the help they need, you know? Yeah. Well, it's going to, uh, you know, when you have a high volatility couple, you have to start educating also. So educating on when you're in high volatility, you're in your emotional brain and not your cognitive brain. And we want to help you learn how to Stay in your cognitive brain so we can start dissecting what happens and changing it. Mm -hmm. And it's a whole teaching and processing, you know, all the, the anger and the upsetment that a lot of that comes from past pain, past trauma, Absolutely, you know, yeah. so helping them open, you know, slowly helping them look at, you know, first you have to get ground rules. You can't yell at each other. Sorry, stop you know, stop right now. You don't get to yell at each other right now. I know you're upset. You have to get them to stop and breathe. And then you have to start looking at, well, what, what is going on here in this moment? What do you, yes, I get your relationship isn't working, but you guys are spinning. So let's start getting you on spinning and finding, get, start getting the stories. What, do, what happens when you're, you know, why, um, 
Sarah, uh, have you always felt like you had to take care of everyone and no one was ever there for you? Is there something, is there something there? You know, tell me about that history because there's going to be history. And, and Steve is, has there always been, has it always been that no matter what you did, it wasn't good enough. Start finding out what's going on underneath, but you have to first get them contained uh, to some degree so that you can actually talk because you can't do therapy with two screaming people. Right. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah. Or I can't. Maybe you guys can. <laughs> no, I, we're not therapists, so we're yeah. not doing that. <laughs> and 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 like we don't know all the stories. Yeah, you know, we don't we, know much. we clearly just know what 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 has transpired in the conversations that we did have, like the few tra- conversations we did have. But I'm sure there's a lot more in depth issues that they're having and that they need to resolve. But I think. I mean, the communication is the is the biggest thing there to be to be able to learn how to communicate without losing your temper, without right bringing up past stories or whatever. Just getting. Do they it. want to keep? Do they want to keep the relationship? I'm sure they do. hundred percent. They do. So. I mean, they they want to keep the relationship. They don't want to. They just don't want to keep the situation. Right. Right. Okay. So they want. They want to. I think. I think. Heal. Yeah, I think what you were saying earlier, emotional safety is what they're having. Their issue is here. I don't think they yeah. feel safe in a relationship. Um, like emotionally, I think they're both hurt so much that yeah. even though they want it, they don't know how. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, sometimes, and this depends on the therapist. Sometimes you want, when there's a couple that is really volatile, you want them both to do individual therapy for a while mm-hmm. before, or, you know, again, we get into funds and not everyone can afford into two individual therapies and a couple's therapy, you know, but right. sometimes you want them to do individual therapy for a while and start working on, on their history and why they, you know, why they behave the way they behave and um, help them find some ground. Some therapists uh, just do really long sessions. They do two hour sessions or even, you know, four hour sessions and use work so. with them both together. So there's, there's a lot of different ways to do it, but the conflict, when you talk about, um, the communication and mm. you talk about feeling safe, um, those sort of go ha- hand in hand. What's going on is the resentment and pain levels are so high. Right. They can't, there's no way to have conversation because they don't even know what they're just respinning old stories. You exactly. did this, you know, you did that. So you can't work at that level. You have got to, that level doesn't work. You never get anywhere with that. And then in terms of creating safety. So the first way to create safety is you have to change behavior. Hmm. So you have to do that first. You are no longer allowed to yell. Neither of you. It's a rule. Instead of yelling, you're going to go to your journal and you're going to write for 10 minutes or whatever. And then you're going to slowly learn how to speak differently. Now, Steve might need anger management. I don't know. I mean, maybe um, Sarah does too. I don't know, but they're going to need help with their brain so that they don't go into overdrive and then they can't, then they have no control over what's, it's just gone. It's history. See you later. Uh, Have your episode when you calm down, we'll talk again, kind of a thing. So, but that I can hear you have a couple with a huge piles and piles of resentment and hurt. Mm. And that's not quick and easy. They have to know that there's help out there. They have to decide they want it. They have to know that they have to both change. It's not just the other person's fault. So, no. so you're saying definitely takes time. I think. Oh, God, would, yeah. yeah. That, especially, uh, I mean, there's uh, some couples could be really quick. That couple is going to take time. 
because because people want to have they seem like they want to fix things today, yesterday, when it's been going on all these years of, you know, like like you said, the wounds and and, and the misery and yeah. the agony that they're going through. Yeah. It's, it's taking years of it. It's not going to be solved overnight, you know? It takes right. a lot and of you patience. Have to say, you, yeah, you have to let them know, you know, um, well, this, this problem's been going on for a while, hasn't it? Yes. Right. So we're going to slowly start building skills and we're going to slowly start, you know, hearing both your stories and making changes and eventually you'll have a new relationship, but it's going to take time and commitment and you have to be willing for, you have to choose this journey. It's a journey where you both are going to change. Yeah. Perfect. And what about like, like you said, um, detachment, like if you're, if they're both feeling that detachment from the relationship, like they're almost not needed other than being the mom or the dad. Right. Like what are, what are, some tools or tricks that they can do to kind of rekindle that? Well, um, rekindling means they have to be able to let go of the hurt in the moment, or one of them has to have compassion for the other one or compassion for each other. And they have to reach forward. And, you know, that's when you, um, I don't know if you know Stan Tatkin's work. Do you know Stan Tatkin's work? No. So he wrote, he wrote Wired for Love and a couple other books. He's, um, he deals with the body, uh, the soma, somos um, therapy. And so he will have a couple uh, looking, you know, the welcome home hug. So when the one person comes home, the first thing the partner does is goes up to them and gives them a hug. Or he has them look at each other in the eyes and just gaze. Or he has one partner feel the other person's face and slowly run their fingers and just the experience gets the bodies in tune with each other. So that, you know, because the bodies, if you can get through some of the volatility, the bodies, you know, when you bring the bodies into contact, something happens. Um, So he's worth reading and recommending for people to read in terms of understanding how to bring the body into the relationship so that you aren't just saying, I wish I had a hug. You actually are reaching forward and giving your partner a hug and your partner is reciprocating and it creates a moment of connection. So you can start creating connection um, in the, in the couple, it start decreasing the disconnection. Yeah. That's actually really good. I don't know who it was that I listened to a long time ago and there was, maybe it was Oprah show or something, someone was on and they said, one of the greatest tips in a relationship is to hug each other for like 20 seconds every day. Even if you're mad at each other, just give each other hugs. And now that you brought that up, it just came back to me. We hug each other all the time. Yeah. But I do, I do see that that what you're saying, like it's actually a great idea. You walk in, as soon as you walk in and before saying anything, you just give each other a hug. And I guess it it would kind of calm down the whole Situation. Nervous system. It calms down the body's nervous system. So it's using the nervous because uh, there's a term co-regulation. So when you're a baby at the breast, the mother is helping regulate you. You're you're part of this other being. Well, we don't realize it, but in couples, we co-regulate each other emotionally if the relationship's working. So if I'm upset then my partner would put an arm around me and soothe me and we'd start, you know, and so it's called co-regulation. That's the, you want that to happen in relationships and you want to help. It's Tatkin uses the body to start helping the couple learn how to co-regulate each other instead of get caught in this cat, the dog chases its tail thing where the, the cycle goes on and on and on and on. Because what happens is the, the, 
when you're caught in the cycle, the behavioral cycle, there's no end to it. It yeah. goes yeah. on and on. You have to get the nervous system calm. You have to get the bot, both bot people feeling safe and able to be eventually vulnerable. And you have to communicate out of vulnerability. This is where we get to communication. This is why straight I statements don't work that well. Because if you say, I, but I, uh, I feel like you're, <laughs> you can use I statements in an accusatory way. You actually yeah. have to say, when you forgot my birthday, it really hurt me. And I need to know that you really care about me and will remember my birthday. That's an I statement. It's got vulnerability in it, it has your needs in it. Mm -hmm. It talks about what happened. So it's, but you can't, you know, most people don't know how to do real I statements because they're all caught in the conflict. Yeah. Of course, because it's a blame game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they're using yeah. you, but they just replace it with I. Right. right. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty and cool. so teaching real I statements is, um, yeah, but you got to get the body calm and safety yeah. and vulnerability and all that in there. It's funny because our last episode, we just talked about communication. One of the things we said in there was, that, you know, use I instead of you. And I think in some of the examples that I used, I did it the way you said not to do it. <laughs> I feel this or blah, 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 blah. So it's kind of like I replaced I with you. Yeah. Exactly. You did this. I feel that you did, you know, I feel that you blah, blah, blah. You have to be, it has to actually about your own, you have to have your own vulnerability in it, your own need for the partner's um, availability and your own, and then usually a description of what occurred that caused you to, you know, have a feeling, you know, yeah. I, when you forgot my birthday, I felt so hurt because you are so important to me and I need to know you care about me. Right. That's there's there's, four, there's a couple of pieces that have to be linked together to be to be do effective communication. Yeah. yeah. What was what was Stan's books? What's the book? Uh, Stan, that he wrote? Tat, uh, Stan Tatkin. T A T. Is it T A T K I N? Tatkin or T A K I N? Yeah. Tatkin. Well, I have it right there. Let's, what's the, what's the name of the book though? Uh, wired. It's Wired for Love. Wired for Love. Wired, wired for, for love. love. He has he has a couple different books. He's really good. Yeah. Um, I'll take a look at that one though, for sure. Wired for love. That sounds good. Yeah. Sounds like a good one for us to... Yeah. It's bringing the body into relationships. Hmm. And so as a therapist, what, what, what would you say? Okay. Let me ask you this. How would you look at this situation and say, this is not going to work? I, like what would be, uh, what, what stage would it be in a relationship that you would look at the couple and say, you know what? You're better off. Be separated. We're not going to work this out. Well, it's not my decision what they do. It might be my decision not to work with them. Okay. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't work with you too. But um, <laughs> it's not my it's not my decision to say, you know, you should. You, you, this is if they both want to work on it. Uh, and I did have a couple for a while I was working with, and she wanted to work on it, and he said he wanted to work on it, but he didn't really. And we did a lot of therapy until he was able to basically. Um, say he didn't want to work on it yeah. uh, I think, because I, think, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't going to say, well, it's over. Sorry, you two. I mean, you sometimes you do say something like, you know, you need to get your addiction under control or you're not going to have a relationship or, right. you know, sometimes you do have to sort of call things out for sure, but uh, it's still not my decision, you know, what, who hmm. wants but, to be with whom. Think, do you see it? Do you see it in a couple? Even not telling them, but do you see that happening? Like when you meet a couple, you know that this is not going to work or this is going to need a lot of work kind of thing? Um, you, I, it's more that I, I know what their chances are. Okay. These people have a good chance. These people don't have a very good chance. Got it. But yeah. that doesn't mean uh, I see the outcome because you just don't know. 
Yeah. You just don't know. Absolutely. And I would, and there's I would a lot of free that... will. There's a lot of free will. People can, can say, I'm going to do this. And that yeah. can change everything. Yeah. Well, I would assume too that if if one of them doesn't want to get the help, that they're probably either they're, they've completely given up or they just feel that everything is her fault or his fault. Like okay, so the other you, uh, person's the one that needs the fixing, not, not. We'll give you a personal example. So my first marriage, I'm in my second marriage. My first marriage, I dragged my husband to, co- to counseling for a long time and he did it because that was the deal, <laughs> but he didn't want to do it. Right. And eventually I would say I outgrew him hmm. um, because he did do it, but he didn't really engage that. I mean, he would, he had a lot of, he couldn't, it, he had so much shame under his anger that he wasn't willing to go there and uh, dig that stuff up. So he couldn't get rid of the anger. Well, I couldn't, you know, I was not, it was not easy to be in a relationship with someone with that amount of anger. So eventually it ended. That's an example of someone who went to, went because I, but didn't really want to be there and couldn't really do enough work, probably did some work, but not enough work. Um, It's like um, people who go to AA or Al-Anon, one partner is, Al-Anon. We use Al-Anon. So when you're in Al-Anon, you, your partner may be an active addict or alcoholic, and you're doing your own work, but your partner is possibly active doing no work. You either learn to accept that or you eventually move on. You learn to accept, I have a partner who has an addiction. I love this person. They're not going to function much better than they do, but I want to, but I want to be here anyway. Or Okay, I've done this. I'm done. See you later. It go sooner or later. It goes one way or the other. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Hey, it is. It is what it is. I guess. I mean, they gotta choose which way they gotta go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because I don't think that they're not close. They are close. They do love each other. They've been through a hell of a lot together, and. You know, I, I think it's just a blame game or, I don't know, like I, like I said, I mean, when I hear one person sit there and say that they're being neglected and then you go to the other person and they're, they're saying the same thing, they're being neglected. Yeah. Okay. So you can hear the hurt. You can hear the hurt in that. Yeah. Both of you them have hurt. Yeah, definitely. I'm neglected. That's so hurtful. And that, that, you know, getting into that hurt, you know, what is it like for you to be, feel so neglected? And the, the hard part is when you have a couple like that, they both need to be listened to. It's very hard to work with one and let the other one sit and then get back to the other one because they actually have to tolerate the other person getting to share their pain when they're sitting in so much pain. So mm. that's, um, that can be really difficult, but I'm not, I'm hearing more hurt with those two yeah. than, then uh, sometimes you run into more of, uh, I'm going to punish you because you fucked with me. And it's not coming out of what's really going on. It's coming out of past hurt where I need to feel right because I've been so fucked with and I'm a victim. And I'm, you know, there's these different um, mythologies basically yeah. that emerge. And I'm hearing theirs really is around both of them are so, so hurt that the other person can't embrace them the way they need to be embraced. Yeah. Well, I I get what you say too about, uh, you know, the the upbringing or something that happened in your past. Because I guess if if we're going to be able to talk about something, we can talk about it like the way Nina and I are. 
I think our biggest disconnect or our biggest reason for, for arguing would be one of us pl- placing blame on some, on the other. So, right. you know, when I was younger, you know, the, the way my fa- father used to always talk to me was, you know, uh, you know, giving me shit for something, you, you know, you, you got to think what you're doing. You got to, you know, um, it's, it was your fault. You shouldn't do this, blah, blah, blah. Fault, 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 fault. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what Nina's case is, but you know, she comes from a very big family as well. So I'm sure that there was a lot of blame game going on with her family. So when, mm-hmm. you know, when something happens, let's say, I don't know, somebody trips while well, you left that thing there. And I'm not, I'm not the one you did. And you, so we end up getting in a big argument yeah, because, of, because of whose fault that particular thing was. And that it's, it's a big one with us. Right. And we, we, we try right. and get past it, but it's, yeah, it's a deep rooted issue, I guess. Right. Yeah. Well, but, our, our small, but they're small arguments. Yeah. They're yeah, small it's arguments. It's a big thing, but small arguments. And yeah. we get over it. No problem. Yeah. Yeah. So that sounds like, yeah, that makes sense. It sounds like uh, two things. One is um, neither you've been taught, there's been a certain teaching of it's got to be someone's fault. Yeah. Like, um, is the mind. what if it's <laughs> like, like, you know, it, instead of, oh, okay, there's a, an accident, no big deal. Like, it's almost like it's this learned thing. Oh, mm. you did that. Like, it's just part it's because of Because you did this, yeah, been, yeah. Instead, and, and then the other piece is just the, the, the sense some, when something goes wrong, what it does to each of you. Like what happens to you when something, something goes wrong, when there's an accident or a mistake? And I'm blamed for it or? No, this is, this whether, is whether you're blamed for it or not. Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> Even if you're not blamed for it, what happens? I, I think it just automatically comes out. Like it's, you know, if something happens, let's say we're late for something and I'd be like, well, you know, you have to spend that much time on your hair or whatever, or, you know. Okay. So your, your anxiety, I'm anxious because I'm feeling late and I feel like you're not attuned to my need to not be late. Hmm. And it, it's really upsetting me because I feel like you aren't caring about my need to not be late. So that's what's going on in that scenario, for instance. Yes. So being able to go, you know, I, I know that you want to look perfect and beautiful and, um, this is really hard for me because being late is really painful for me hmm. for whatever reason. Well, I don't even think that, that the actual act of being late is what bugs me. It's just the, like I said, the, it's because of, if she'll say it's because of something I did or something I'm always late or whatever, anything, anything it, 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 that it makes, makes it my fault. That's where I lose my, my patience or my temper. Okay. Cause I, I, okay. sometimes I don't really care about being late. I don't really care about what okay. happened. It's, it's the, it's yeah. when you feel blamed. Yeah. It's your fault that we're late. <laughs> that's, that's your trigger. Yeah. Your trigger and it, and is. It, and it happens to be a go-to as soon as something's wrong, either she'll blame me or I'll blame her. We're very much alike. Yeah. We are very much alike. That's yeah. why we've been together for so long, I think. Yeah. But he is right. This came from both of our childhood, from both of our upbringing, because we were both told and yelled at constantly. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. Our parents, the way they grew up, they're not the way we grew up, obviously. So what we're trying to do is avoid that and not yelling at each other and our yeah. kids a lot. Because throwing our, it at our kids, yeah. Yeah. So, so instead of um, blaming, find the feeling that's going on. Yeah. What's the feeling right now? I'm I'm angry or upset because what? Like deep down, what is what? Am, what's happening that's causing me to want to lash out? You got to get down into the feeling. 
Yeah. Yeah. With me, it's just, it's, it, it's always me. It's always me. It's got to be me all the time. No matter what. What do you is. mean? Like. What do you mean? It's got to be you. Yeah. What do you mean? It's all, it's all, it's got to, whatever reasoning for that situation, it's got to be my fault. It had to be my fault. Like the. Always my fault. Yeah. It's always my fault. Okay. Now, just so you know, whenever you hear the word always, it's a big red flag and you're pointing, you're looking right at a wound. Yeah. So yeah. like you mentioned, this is a wound. It's always my fault. So how can uh, Nina speak so that it, she can convey something to you without it feeling like it's your fault? My, myself, I would say just take responsibility for some, some of the actions, like as opposed to trying to find a reason why, why it happened, just either accept or fix it, find a way to, to take responsibility for your, for your own. This is really good. I didn't know we were going to go this way. <laughs> we're trying to solve an issue. It was, too hard. It, like, was, hmm. it was too hard to get in somebody else's head. So I figured I'll get into our own head. Yeah. yeah. So um, maybe, um, okay. So that's really good. Um, There's a third question Nina, for you. <laughs> wait, what, what, well, wait, wait, when you think he's made a mistake, Nina, what, how, what's going on for you? Well, I don't know. I have to think about a situation, I guess. Um, we haven't argued in a long time. Hmm. What would be? What would give me an example when it's okay. your fault? So let's say there's Oh, I'll tell you. All right. This the computer is plugged in yesterday. I almost tripped and I yelled at him, like, why is it always plugged into this wall and not the other one? We don't walk on the other side. We walk from this <laughs> side. Somebody could trip. We could break something. But uh -huh. I did blame him because it's his computer. <laughs> <laughs> or even, or even the situation that just happened now with with the Zoom call with you, like her computer was right. full, right? But she'll look at me like you were supposed to get this stuff ready, but I'm like, it's your computer, you but know, I didn't it's even full. do that. I didn't even. No, do I know, that. but I know that that would be after after we get off. <laughs> okay. We would have got off with you. Okay. It would have. It would have right, went that. Right, right, right. I held my tongue. I swear, Jennifer. It would have went that way. I held my tongue. I didn't say anything. But you know what he said to me? He says, "Empty your computer. Why is it so full?" <laughs> So, okay, so, so both, it's me. hard to accept when things, it's hard to accept when things don't go really well. Like in yes. other words, something's off, you're both <clears throat> high, you know, you know, high achievers, high functioning. So when something isn't right, it's hard to say, oh shit, you know, one of us, we weren't paying attention. We you could say we weren't paying attention. It's easier to say, why did you let that happen? Yes. So it's just, so to try to just not go there and go, you know, one of us, you know, I wasn't paying attention either. I should have noticed we, we collectively, you know, miss this. No big fucking deal. Sorry. <laughs> so no, we've, um, we've been trying on, we have actually come a long way in terms of that. because We used to blame each other for everything. And it was the, the heat of our, of every argument. Sometimes we wouldn't talk for a full day, it day was, and a half. Which is stupid things. But for the past few years, I think we've grown a lot. And this show has helped us tr dramatically with this too, because we catch ourselves now. We catch up yeah. like earlier. Like I would yeah. have blamed him for the computer, but yeah, I yeah. held, you know, I yeah. held my breath. <laughs> yeah. And, but in your head, you have to do a reframe. You know, I should have paid attention too. So yeah. you aren't inside internally going, he should have done that. Even if you're not saying it. Oh, oh no, I've been doing it internally. I've been telling myself, oh, it's good. my fault. I should have, but, oh, but I also blame okay. him a lot of time, but I do it. I'm like, shit, I should have done this before. I should have taken a little Maybe more time. Maybe it's nobody's fault. Maybe you got to stop blaming yourself and each other. Maybe you're both too critical, period. And it's just like, like I was, um, I'm writing, I'm working on a, a memoir right now. And one of the stories is when my father, you know, if one of us spilt milk on the table, my father would reach over and smack my brother who sat right next to him. And it was, you know, my brother didn't speak to my father for seven years after he left home for good reason. My father was brutal to him, but 
what I wrote was, wouldn't have it been nice if somebody said, instead of my father losing his shit and getting angry and hitting someone, said, no big deal. Sometimes accidents happen. Like, wouldn't that have healed the whole family instead of this fear that you're going to get smacked because you accidentally spilled the milk over? Yeah. So it's recontextualizing how we relate, that we don't need to be critical of ourselves or others. Shit happens sometimes. That's true. 100% true. Because I can totally relate to that, what you just said. Same father, same thing, exactly. One of my sisters was beaten up so much that she actually hated him so much she wanted to poison him at some point. That's how much she hated my father. Yeah, I'm serious. yeah because he was probably Because he horrible. beat her up so much. He, used to, yeah. he would just pick on her. Anything that went yeah. wrong in the house, he would beat her up. Yeah, and yeah horrible. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't that, I was pretty spoiled because I was the youngest one in the girl. Yeah. But I was still yelled out a lot, a lot, a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so anyway, that's just um, to think about, to think about that, to think about kindness towards yourself, kindness towards the other, and things don't always go perfectly and maybe that's okay. Yeah. That's yeah. right. Well, this was an amazing session. Thank you, doctor. <laughs> We're fixed. <laughs> no, but this is amazing. This is great because a lot of these answers we don't have, a lot of these questions we don't have answers for. But I wanted to ask you before we go, one last thing. What would you, what would be one advice you give a couple like this, like us, like our our friends that are reaching out? What piece of advice would I give you? Yeah. Uh, um, just in general? Well, I guess I have to ask if you're having problems or not, then I can decide what piece of advice to give you. I mean, just... I mean, here's the piece of advice, actually. We create our lives and our reality. Yeah, we get stuck in situations that are difficult that we aren't, you know, aren't, you know, like, let's suppose you're a person of color and you grew up in a horrible, you know, area. That's not your fault. But we still have a lot of ability to create our reality in our, with, it, with, with whatever we're given. And some people are given right. a lot more than others. But, and so to grab on to your ability to make your life and your relationship what you want it to be, because otherwise you're wasting your time. Right. That's absolutely, that would absolutely, be my yeah, message. Yeah. Right. And you know what? I, and, I, and I get that because I get, I hear this a lot where people sit there and complain about, oh, I grew up in a bad neighborhood or, uh, you know, my father was an alcoholic and this, and they're giving the reason now for, I mean, that reason for what's happening to them now. Right. And I, to me, it, it upsets me in a way because, like, I grew up in a bad neighborhood, but I'm not in a bad neighborhood anymore. I don't, mm -hmm. my kids are not in a bad neighborhood anymore. So I'm not letting that dictate where I'm going or what right, I'm doing. Right. Exactly. You know, yeah. So, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some stuff to come up in my past, like the whole blame game thing that we're talking right. about. I'm sure that has a deep rooted issue, but I'm not living my entire life based on how I grew up. Because that's already gone. That part is gone. Well, a lot of a lot of people do live in the past, and that's what the problem I think is: is they do live in their past. And and a lot of people feel disempowered. They don't realize, hey, I don't have to accept this. I can change this. You know, and I think that's really important for people to know that. Hey, you might be in a difficult relationship. That doesn't mean you can't change it or events. Or if you can't change it, leave it. But you know, you don't have to stay stuck forever. Right. Um, it's possible to make changes and people need to know that because I think people get stuck and they feel they, they accept circumstances aren't good enough. And then they give up and die a slow, horrible, you know, death in terms of yeah. how they're living. Yeah. So, I agree. I agree. Do you have anything else to add? No, I don't think so. If, if, if you said something about your app, 
Like if, oh yeah, what, what oh, is I that? Okay, so uh, first of all, I want to say, I, I don't remember if I mentioned this last time, but I'll mention it again. We have a free relationship quality quiz on the website, weconsult.com slash quiz. Okay. Anyone who wants to take it. Yeah. Uh, it's only 10, 10 questions quick. And then we're turning We Can Sell from a desktop program to an app that will be easier to use, more accessible, more, uh, you can choose what you, uh, instead of being linear, you're going to be able to pick more what you want to learn about. Um, and that we're working on now. So hopefully it'll be out in the summer. So how is that going to work? Like if someone needs help in certain uh, area in their relationship, they go to the yeah, app yes. and you have all the information there? Yeah. You go to the, go to the app and you would, you would, you know, do I want to work on, you know, do I want to work on communication or safety or, and you can pick that area and um, work there and you'll get led into other areas, but you can start where you want to start. Oh, that's really okay. cool. Whereas, okay. yeah. so it's it's kind of a course. Sell, it's, it is, but it's much more open. We can sell is very linear. Like, a, like first you learn this and then you learn this and then you learn that. And this is going to be much more pick and choose. And if you don't have a minute, you can just read it. If you only have a minute, you can just read a quote, you know, so that it's much, um, uh, it's just different. It's going to be different. Good, It'll be good. better, easier for today's, for today's people who are used to more technology. Right. And the app's going to be called We Can Sell as well. It's just going to be. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah it okay. will be. No perfect. changes there. Okay. Yeah, that's perfect. Good. That's an easy way for people to get a hold of you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. We can, where, just where, else, where else can people get a hold? Let's say if our friends want to have a few sessions with you. What, what, where do, well, where do they I'm do? Not, uh, yeah, I'm not seeing clients right now. So that's okay. going to be really hard. But if you go to weekendsaw.com, I have a blog and I post a lot of articles on, okay. like here's one. I pulled this one up before we talked called, Are You Arguing in a Relationship? So I have a lot of articles to help people. Oh, that's and then good. My per- Yep. And then my personal website is Jennifer Lear MFT, like marriage fair, family therapist.com. And I have uh, writing there also that's more personal, but also is helpful. Oh, so, perfect. perfect. Yeah. But weconsult.com has the relationship blog with relationship help on it. Yeah. Yeah. We'll have that on, on our show notes. Perfect. Well, thank you so much yeah. for being here again. It was fun. Yeah. <laughs> You're a big help for us. That's for sure. And hopefully for our friends as well. Good. All right. Well, thank you. It was nice talking to you guys. Yes, you, you too. too. You too. We'll have you yeah. hopefully we'll have you again in the future. <laughs> okay. All right. Bye Thanks, bye. Jennifer. Have yeah, a good day. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode of the podcast, please hit subscribe and give us a five-star rating on whichever platform you're tuning in from. It means the world to us to have your support on our show in this little mini way. <laughs> you can also stalk us on Instagram at Head Over Heels Show for more juicy stuff. If you have any questions, send them via email at us at hohshow.com or DM us on socials. Thank you for having us between your ears. And as always, we, we wish, wish you what, you what we, we have. have.